Welcome to 30-ish going on 13. This is probably, no actually this is definitely going to be the last episode of the year. Hopefully not gone forever. I know that I've been kind of on and off uh, this past year so I really want to thank you guys for hanging in there and uh, joining me on this journey. Given that it's the last episode of the year and these are usually made to be, I guess, look back episodes. I guess I just wanted to uh, take a look back at the year that was. Uh, we actually do, I do a quick uh, chat with my good friend Malani, who I interviewed during the first episode of this podcast way back in January and all the way to December. So it was a nice sort of closure for us. So yeah, it's going to be a... Uh, quick look back and hopefully a hopeful look forward to 2019 in whatever form or shape this takes. Thanks again for dropping by. So the last time I checked in with you guys, I gave you a bit of a, I guess, a briefer of what happened to me in quarter three, and quarter four wasn't any much more different. I think I definitely slowed down, as you can tell, in terms of everything and anything. But I also kind of just went inward and really focused on just being with myself. (laughs) You know that I have deleted the apps uh, way back, maybe half the year. And there was that momentary distraction uh, with a friend of mine. But after that, it was really all pretty much smooth sailing. It wasn't, of course, there were the kinds of moments of loneliness and you know but it was it was generally okay I learned to I wouldn't say distract myself but focus on other things I tried getting into uh, this is funny but I, I did try doing that Kayla Itzini's uh, workout plan it's a three-month plan and that kept me really distracted because it's three days a week of doing exercises I didn't want to do. And then I was also training for the Ekadens, so it was a lot of really physical exertion that I guess when you're exerting yourself in other ways, there is no moment to spare to think of matters of the heart. And as, I don't know if that's called denial or if that's, you know, projecting or dissociating with myself, but it was a nice little exercise, literal exercise. I don't know if I want to do it some more, but it, it definitely was something to do. It doesn't mean that there were no male interactions at all in the last quarter. I work in a very predominantly male company and the work that I do has me talking to a lot of engineers, uh, both within the company and in the vendors that we deal with. And it's funny because a lot of these people that I deal with are over emails and over calls and I've never actually met a lot of these engineers that I speak to when I raise tickets and obviously we are a client and they need to get us back to us with like a great turnaround time but over the past couple of months and this past year I definitely have formed nice little friendships with the engineers that I email and I don't know if you guys any of you have ever read that book by Rainbow Rowell called Attachments and it essentially tells the story of uh, I guess this tech support Um, guy that someone from the office kinds of falls for and they technically haven't met and I I wouldn't have fallen for them but it's nice to have these little nice interactions with people you've never actually met because they're just so nice and so sweet and prompt (laughs) 
which is a very low bar, and obviously this is work. But I guess when you are, when the well is dry, <laughs> you find entertainment elsewhere. And I found it in the kindness and hardworking prompt responses of tech support teams all over Eastern Europe. <laughs> That's what it's gotten to this past quarter. Um, but yeah, they've been very nice to me, and uh, you can't help but admire that. So I wouldn't call that the state of any affair, but it definitely kept me fairly entertained because they are nice people and you can't not like nice people. Nice is always good. Another thing I've been doing recently, well not so recently, but I've been doing in the past couple of months is that, and more so in this last quarter, is I'm trying to kind of reclaim spaces and activities that I used to associate very much with specific people or men in from my past. For example, uh, cafes that I would go to or bars that we would frequent or even just places we would bike through. And so I always attach a certain memory with these places and spaces and I don't want to necessarily have it just tied to them. And so something that I've been doing lately is going to these places by myself or with new groups of friends to just create new memories there. So I find myself walking through my neighborhood by myself as I was doing this entire Kayla exercise where I need to do some sort of cardio or I would visit cafes that I would take people to by myself or with friends so that I create new memories there. Or I would go and bike by myself, as scary as that sounded to me, along neighborhood, small streets, all small streets, no buses, so still within my safe limits. Um, and looking at pretty houses, because I used to do that as well. And I find that it's very liberating. I find that it helps me not necessarily forget the past, but also know that this is an activity that isn't tied necessarily just to that person or one person, and that it is something that I can enjoy by myself or with new friends, and it's really become very helpful. Not to say that you still don't get that twinge of possibility or that twinge of that memory, and sometimes it does make me a bit wistful and a bit nostalgic, but overall I think it's been a very good exercise for me. Uh, one of those to, I guess, tangential story, which is quite funny to me, is that one of the guys that I kind of went out with a couple years back, two years back now, uh, he lived in this area before I moved here. And he, I knew he lived in this area, but it, it's not like he owned the neighborhood. So when I was moving here, I was a bit anxious to move into this neighborhood because I really didn't want to have to bump into him. And lucky for me, um, the past two years that I've lived here, I didn't quite see him for like the past one and a half years until like maybe a bit six months ago or so. I happened to see him in the grocery and I'm like, oh, what are you doing in my grocery? And well, it wasn't my grocery. I don't even do groceries. We all know this. Uh, but he was like, oh, this is my grocery. I, I, I do groceries here. And I go, oh, yeah, of course, because in my head, yeah, he does live nearby. And then he asked me, had I moved to the area? And I did. I did move to this area like over a year plus ago. And it was just like, of course, why would I need to tell him we weren't in touch? But it was funny because after that moment, suddenly I would see him pop up around the neighborhood from afar, up close, etc. Anyway, he had mentioned what street he lived on, and it freaked me out because I actually passed by that street a lot. 
like on my runs, I would pass by that street on my way home. And I never even knew it. And I never knew he lived there. And I never saw him, thank goodness. Anyway, um, one night I come back from dinner with a friend and I'm walking back on the street and I'm emailing a friend. And suddenly, uh, as I'm walking along the street he lives on, uh, my Wi-Fi connect, my, my data connection, I, I can't send I can't send my email. I'm like, why can't I send my email? My data is working. And I look, suddenly I'm connected to a Wi-Fi. And it makes me laugh a bit because I'm like, and I'm a bit scared also because like, why am I connected to a Wi-Fi on a street? I don't know. So I go into my Wi-Fi and it's getting weaker and weaker as I walk further. So I kind of track back a bit. And as I get back, it gets very strong. And when I check my Wi-Fi, I see the Wi-Fi connection of that guy. And I'm like, oh, the Wi-Fi never forgets. And it's funny because I didn't even remember what the Wi-Fi name was until I saw it. And it's interesting because he did say he lived on the street. And now I know he does live on the street. And I don't know which house it was. But one of the houses there definitely looked like some the place he used to live in. So, I mean, I assumed he would live somewhere there. And luckily, I still haven't seen him along that road because that would just be weird. But it's an interesting story. Yeah. All these walks and places. Singapore is tiny and... Trying to reclaim these spaces as something of my own is something I continue and want to do and hopefully will be more fruitful in the next year. Here's to reclaiming spaces and places. And finally we have our my chat with Malini, who has been a real source of support and wisdom and insight for me this past year. You'll hear us fawning over each other, but mostly I just really want to thank her and thank all my friends, all of you have been listening, for hanging in there and listening to me and going on this journey with me this year. This has been a really fun experiment from my brother making me a jingle to my sister making me artwork to my siblings giving me a microphone and my friends giving me portable microphones and everybody just being so willing to share themselves and a part of themselves with me as I go on this crazy experiment. Experiment. I don't know what next year is going to bring, but I really just want to thank you guys for hanging in there with me. So now I leave you with my conversation with Malini. I hope you guys have a good end of the year and see you guys in 2019. And today I'm joined by future CEO and my good friend Malini, who actually was my very, very first guest on this podcast. And it's a fitting full circle everything episode that we're having her on the last episode of the year and possibly forever not forever but at least for the year so welcome back Malini my most often guest I love this podcast I also love it so much because every time we're making it Patty's drinking exactly and we're actually if I hope the audio on this is quite good because we're it's I don't know 730 we're having drinks after work and we're recording this podcast so I think it's but fitting that we uh, have some uh, liquid courage to uh, enlighten us on what we learned uh, this past year and I was talking to Malini about this podcast and 2018 has been a very very interesting year as I look back on it mostly positives I hope for Malini as well yeah of course and so I thought I wanted to bring her back in to I know do a recap of I guess what we've learned and just like what we hope for 2019. I mean, I don't think that far ahead, but yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so, Malini, I, I was talking to you on our way here, and I was saying that 
I really like 2018 despite you know all the shit that happened, all the bad stuff that happened because in hindsight it wasn't too bad. Was that the same case for you? You know, I love that I love that we had so many checkpoints during this year because I think that was the key difference for me. It wasn't I think there were a lot of detours that I took that could have gone a lot worse if I didn't have you um, reviewing my quarterly review <laughs> either on the podcast for public or just sometimes in person um, keeping me honest about what I said at the beginning of the year that I wanted and how far I'd gone from there and I kind of I kind of hope that I did the same for you because I think we if we in all honesty I think we took quite a lot of detours <laughs> in the middle but I, but I see us back here, and, I, and I, I don't know if you feel the same, but I feel, I feel like we're where we started at the beginning of this year, <laughs> but at the next level. You know, like a lot more comfortable with who we are and why we chose to do that. I totally agree. No, I also want to thank you. Well, this is like a loving each other <laughs> podcast because I, well, we met quite a bit this year, and but more than just meeting for like drinks or anything, we really did checkups. We uh, we were quite thorough about like looking back on the quarter looking back on how much we've diverted from our current or our original goals, but also how we could steer back onto the course that we thought we wanted to be on. And uh, yeah, definitely, that's why when I look back on it, it looks on the positive overall because we are, I think, I hope I'm not jinxing this, but I feel a little wiser, a little wiser than I was last year, better at handling a lot of negativity, better at handling just, I guess, what the curveballs that life has, that life's thrown at us. So, I guess, cheers to that. Our drinks have arrived. We're having yuzu caparinas, and yeah, I mean, I guess, yay. The one thing I wanted to add to what you just said was, I think the tremendous leaps that we've made are actually in Southport. And I think that's because we're always reminding each other that we deserve better. Agreed. We deserve better because if I think about if I think about what we're trying to accomplish, I mean, we spend most of our days sort of working on individual goals. It's like you go to work. I mean, you, Patty, have become quite the crazy workout monster. She, guys, if you don't know, I mean, her muscles right now shining. Please. Okay? Uh, and I'm not. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, she's flexing. I'm not hitting on her. I'm just literally admiring. Um, the muscle definition she has accumulated between Q3 and Q4. Some of that has to do with some really awkward 2 a.m. workout <laughs> sessions. Uh, but, th- but that's for a whole other podcast. Yeah. But I think the point that I was making is we spend so much time sort of focusing on, on solo pursuits that often leave us quite lonely, right? I mean, this is a big city. It's, it's becoming bigger than I'd ever known it to be. And, and you see, you know more strangers and it's it's not often that you feel like you've got somebody reminding you that you belong and you're worth it this is a maybelline commercial yeah. um, sponsored our very first sponsor maybelline because you are worth it <laughs> <laughs> um and i think without you having done that for me this year i was losing track so, so my big reflection, I'm going to just jump right into it because, you know, um, this is the time for reflections. My Spotify playlist for the 2018 year reminded me of what trash I've been listening to. Something for me to think about next year. Nah. But, but, uh, we'll discuss that later. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but my my big takeaway was sort of you know the journey to finding someone who values who you are and wants you the way you are was actually starting with first figuring out who the fuck you are. <laughs> yep. And I think this this is the first year that I've made tangible progress on that front because I I think for most of us we we've learned how to be whatever the situation needs us to be, which kind of makes you forget what you want, what resonates. You're as comfortable in a boardroom as you are um, not in the bedroom. <laughs> well, I mean, also in the bedroom where we do horizontal pursuits by ourselves. Yeah. yeah, you're so comfortable anywhere that you have to be that half the time you don't know how you're thinking. And so the, the big takeaway from all the solo horizontal uh, Sundays was... Um, we just sleep, by the way. That We mean napping. Let's just clarify and it. And napping. Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, Netflix but, but and no, napping. Netflix yeah. and chill, but in the video. Yeah, Netflix and napping. Um, was was just start to get a sense of what I actually like to do. How sad is that that I can't sit here and tell you, here's what I like, here's what I'd like to be, here's what I like to do. This is my dream vacation. I have no idea. No, but I think it's very difficult. Like, you said a lot of things, and I'll try to remember all of that to go back on it. But I think it's a good thing that you're actually bothering to try to find out. Um, I the, the drinks are very good, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I also, I think the pursuit of knowing oneself is a lifelong process. And I think this was also one of the years where I finally actually just tried to take a look at what it is I enjoy, what it is that I like doing separate from another entity that I'm trying to fit in with or trying to impress or whatever. And it's it's difficult, as he said, like being alone is difficult, but I think you will be trying to live on your own this year has definitely helped in that pursuit. And for me, it's just deleting the apps and not trying at all has helped me because it's more of like, all right, cool. I'm not consumed by this constant needing affirmation or needing someone to, to be there or someone to acknowledge me. And so I thought like, yeah, definitely checking in with you having you keep me in check, meeting you at least every quarter to make sure that, you know, we're on track with our goals has definitely helped. And I think 2018 is all the better for it. Did I, at the start of the year, I was hoping that all these constant dating and this podcast would lead me to some sort of realization of what it is I had to do to achieve that elusive relationship. And honestly, I still don't know. I still don't know, but I'm okay. I'm okay with it. I am okay with it. And the la- one of the last books I just finished reading was How to Be Single and Happy, and, and I think Happy or something like that. <laughs> and it sounds so basic and so like, well, but duh, you can be. But it really gave me like, yeah, I can be. The longing will always be there, but it doesn't have to be uh, at the forefront of my mind and my, you know, soul, like, raison d'etre. I don't know how to say it in, like, yeah. Reason for being, but there's that French word yeah, that it's hard French to spell. Um, uh, it's hard to spell. Clearly, you don't know French enough, thank God. But um, uh, I think that's what I learned this year. It's okay. I'm single, and it's okay. I'm okay. So I wanted to just add to that because I think she's way more than okay. Like her muscles are shining in this life. Stop it. But 
the beautiful. So I'm sitting across this beautiful, sexy woman. Who's the most logical, logical woman I know? Who literally decided that she was going to share this beautiful journey with you guys, so that none of you were lonely through this process as well. And I think. So first, kudos for giving back to the community, the community of smart but questioning single ladies who are just out there going, what, where, where in this madness is the method, right? Um, and that's what we found out. There is no method. Or at least maybe there is. We still haven't discovered it. But at least based on as of today, I don't think there's a method. Literally on the way here, we were discussing like you can, you can. Um, you can apply yourself to your job and get a freaking future CEO award like Malini just did. Seriously, guys, cheers to that. Or you can get a promotion at work. You can like excel your OKRs or sometimes fail, but at least know what the next steps are to improve. But with relationships, there is no pattern. There is no set. There is nothing. There are no guidelines. There's no how-to. There's no best practice. You just have to live and learn. I don't know. There's no rationality in love. I know, so so much for my logicalness because it, it doesn't matter. Um, and, and, and the beauty of that is I think it's the humbling feeling of you can't just, I guess, try your way out of this one. You can't try a hundred people, uh, build a funnel and you know, just <laughs> work your way or share your pra best practices even with your girlfriends so that we like literally I think you and me were on different we applied different methods and different sort of logical principles but we both were were looking for for that method right this year and and we failed because very simply she, as she put it like there there is none but it's I'm sitting here and I'm so humbled because at the beginning of this year I was talking to you guys about you know my diversified portfolio of 2017 <laughs> and how you know 2018 I was gonna focus on myself and the truth is it was it was fucking hard it was really hard like being by myself um, moving in by myself spending countless evenings going I'm really bored but I'm not gonna reach out to anyone for a drink trying to protect my liver like all of these were just really hard pursuits but I'm sitting here now humbled knowing that I have no fucking idea what it means to be with somebody nowadays. And and that, that's fine. Well, the beauty is you only go upwards. From there. Exactly. There's nowhere, nowhere to go but up. Shout out to my university for uh, making it to the uh, men's basketball finale. And that's actually their uh, finals. I guess that's how they call it in basketball. Finals. Sorry. So not a basketball. I mean, basketball fan enough. But like, their hashtag is nowhere to go but up. And I think it's like a, it's a great call out to 2019 which we'll talk about more later um, but I guess just like as a wrap up to this is that at the half point of mid-year I kind of gave up on this and thus the episodes got less and less and I started like tangentially going towards topics of being single and okay how it is to be like 30-ish and still you know like just not try it and I liked it because there are so many different paths that we can go on. And I think this year was the year when I kind of, it became clearer to me that I may end up alone. And as scary as that sounds to me still, 
like it's going to be all right it's gonna be all right and it doesn't mean i've given up completely i'm just taking a bit of a rest i don't know what the strategy is for next year i don't know how i'm going to approach this but i know that i'm gonna have malini and my coterie of babes who are cheering young and you guys who are listening who have been so kind to encourage me uh and we're all gonna be okay we're gonna be okay Please keep sharing your journey with us on behalf of your listeners. Exactly, on behalf of the seven people that are now listening, it's it's up by two. It's going viral. And now totally viral within within my uh, set of friends. But yeah, 2018 had distractions, had downturns, had I had episode four. Come on, we had we had detours back to <laughs> things we shouldn't have detoured to. But we learned from it, and I think I, I I'd like to think we're all the better. I don't think I have. I I'd like to think I don't regret things that happened this year. Could I have behaved better? Of course. We all could have behaved better. But I think we're all the better for it. As cheesily, like, you know, cliche as that sounds, I think definitely I'm all the better for it. So, yeah. Thanks, Malini. Thank you. Thanks, Thank guys, you. for 2018. And after the break, what? Because yeah. I just wanted a clean cut here. Uh, we'll talk about what we're hoping for in 2019 when we're back. back uh, after a few more gulps of caperinha to uh, for more courage mm. i guess what are we looking forward to in 2019 do you have anything in mind um i just want no drama i want i want to be able to not be antsy and anxious because now i'm cool i'm so calm now but i'm gonna have some downtime and that's gonna make me antsy again and i'm sure there are gonna be like a couple weddings and a couple births of kids again and then i'm gonna get antsy again but i just want a drama free calm existence next year where i continue to focus on myself and my pursuits while also maybe dating on the side but definitely not having it as like my main focus for the year malini how about you so before i tell you that i'm going to tell you guys about my magical movie like realization moment in 2018 about what I've been doing wrong. Okay. So, I'm in beautiful Taiwan. I'm on a cable car between two mountains and it starts raining and the cable car is shaking. And I'm sitting with these two girls and I, it's suddenly, I'm, and they're just, they're talking about their dating lives and you know, and it's, it's the same stories all over again, like, don't understand why this happened, why that happened. And I, I and I'm sitting there looking at the mountains, like, almost zoning out, because by this point you've heard this so many times and I, and I go, holy shit, I know what I've been doing wrong. I am not dating people who are good for me, the kind of people that I said were good people that I wanted to date. I'm dating people I want to be like. I'm literally picking up a trait and imprinting on a person what I want to do. You know, this guy is like this. He's um, He works in this sector or he has that good quality about him or he has that kind of a family background, that kind of an education profile and it's all the things I wanted for myself. So my big push for 2019 and beyond is literally the Bumble tagline, be the CEO you want to date. Oh, that Bumble ad campaign is the best. And that's a really good realization. I, I like how they also have one like, uh, 
Yeah, be the CEO your parent date the CEO your parent be the CEO your parents wanted you to date or something yeah, like that. Some, I don't something know what like it that. I made I made my version. No, no, no. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna look for it because I took a photo of it in Berlin when I saw it. And I was like, yes. Uh, and that's great that you know that. I, I like that you had that realization. Honestly, when you were describing the cable cars and it was shaky, it sounded like a horror film to me. But yeah. you know what? At the end of every horror film, I mean, only the strong survive. And look, here we are. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I, I just want to clarify: we all made it. Everyone made it. Everyone <laughs> made it. Back on gap. No, no one died. It was, uh, yeah. it was life changing. This happened to me in August, guys, and and I haven't uh, spent, I think, a minute since then. Um, trying to deconstruct past relationships, I've only been, I guess, for the most part, just either empty or looking forward. And I and I think that's a piece of mine I've never had in my life. So um, for 2019, more of that. More. I think it's you're right. Piggybacking on what you said, like it's being more selective. I I mean, the apps kind of make you have this strategy of casting the net wide. Because you do want them to go through a funnel and people will, you know, attrition rate and drop-offs and all that. <laughs> and But it is really being selective because I do tend to get vulnerable pretty quickly. And you're letting people in. Not that I'm saying do not be vulnerable, but I guess just be more a bit more selective about how you go about this. Because it's not, it's not easy. It's not easy to... I don't know, to find that right spark. And I don't know, I don't know if we're now being too select, we will be too selective where we're closing our doors on people. I don't know what the, again, I don't know what the balance I don't, is. I don't know that it's yeah. too selective because I think what has happened is like the opportunity or the pool has increased, but the quality hasn't. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to find like-minded people. What you find is just that you have exposure to more people. And often you find even though we're, we're strong, confident women in our own right, like experts in our field, you, you find men dictating how you should love. So they come with disclaimers like they're unavailable or they have baggage, they have baggage they're dating multiple people they're or, or whatever it is that, that floats their boat, they come with disclaimers and, and you don't. Like you're always ready to sort of embrace a person and, and, and don't lose that, right? It's not, I guess my takeaway was to play this game doesn't mean to lose yourself in it, but it just means to know better what about you is um, vulnerable and, and, and how you protect what is truly yours. Like your identity, the way you love, the way you treat people, the, the kindness and the uh, genuine sort of care that you show to somebody that you might spend an hour with, most likely men will misinterpret it. Sure. Right? Well, but that doesn't mean that you need to be cold or I know, play. Exactly. And I, I, I don't... I think one thing I hope for next year is that I find a little less. I, I tend to find a lot for people that don't necessarily reciprocate whether it's friendships or it's you know relationships I'm always on like a giving 200% of my self to a receiving zero to negative percent or at least a different type of you know like not what I want to receive and so 
settling for what I'm receiving because I just want that person in my life. And I hope that I get to find less and balance more. Have it to be a more equal, not equal because it's hard. Relationships are never equal. The power dynamic is never equal. But I guess just less imbalance. A little more balance goes a long way, I guess. There is, so I'm reading this book about fallacies and the, the two that really stand out, right? there's this this idea of the sunk cost fallacy, like the amount of time you spent investing in something, which is whether you spent it on a relationship or what you thought was a relationship, um, or you've spent it on on a friend that that sort of you know turned into something romantic, and you think I can't let it go because I've already spent now two years on this, you know, so it has to count for something. Let that go yeah. because. Uh, Otherwise, you're just 10 years in and you're still there, and then that's something you don't want. We don't want that. We don't want that yeah. for sure. Uh, and the other one is this idea of, I think, how unrequited love or any unfulfilled desire has its own romantic notion built around it. I'm that, so over it. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is... The thing with that is... I mean, we've seen it on TV, we've seen great epic novels and movies written about it, but we also know how it ends, and it's kind of sad to see us fall for it over and over again. Yeah, so I guess breaking patterns from 2018 and not falling into the same traps, and I hope we did learn from 2018 that we don't repeat them in 2019. I mean, Lord knows, we're probably going to repeat a couple of them, but I think it's just more of like snapping out of it quicker recovering from it faster and just like iterating for the better because I'm yeah I don't want to I don't want to expend energy that I shouldn't be expending on things that don't make me happy or don't bring me joy so yeah yeah and with that I want to thank Malini again for spending 2018 with me a couple episodes here and there and maybe next year Maybe next year she'll join me again. I don't know what Always, whenever I'm invited back. Of course, always top of mind. Thanks, Malini, and thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, I'll catch you guys again soon. Bye, guys. Thanks. And that's it, guys. I wanted to thank you guys again because I do like repeating myself. And it, I really do want to thank you for joining me in this very cathartic experiment of sorts. This 2018, I would have wanted it to reach 10 episodes, but I think it's just right that we're on the ninth episode because 10th, 10th would have mean completion for me. And I think this is still an open chapter. Thanks again to everyone who helped share their stories, their time, the music, my brothers, the, the art, my sister, the mic, my siblings, Macy, another mic, and just everyone that's come and shared their stories with me and helped me heal in this time. I'll see you guys next year, hopefully. We'll see. Have a good end of the year.